want to live a high vibe life with radiant energy levels, juicy sexual vitality, and have great success manifesting abundance in your life. Welcome to the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast, where we dive deep into sexual mastery and how to use sexual energy to magnetize your ideal life. Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing today? All right. So let's begin by taking some deep breaths, tuning into the here and now, tuning into the space. Just feel your body, close your eyes, feel what it feels like to be in a human body right now. And just take a deep breath. Exhaling out the mouth. And feel like you're breathing up from the earth, up the feet, up the legs, into the belly as you inhale. Exhaling any tension, any stress down to the earth. Exhaling out the mouth. Again, breathing up from the earth into the belly. Exhale down to the earth. And then breathing from up above the head, the heavens, the star energy down through the crown, through the heart, into the belly center. Exhale back up through the crown of the head. Inhaling down the celestial energy as you inhale through the crown, through the heart space, into the lower dantian, the belly. All right. Dropped in and um, where to begin. So good to see everyone. We've got uh, some things to cover today. I wanted to talk about energy cultivation today. Sexual Kung Fu is a path of energy cultivation and there's many factors of energetic cultivation, uh, the dynamics of cultivating your chi, cultivating your life force, keeping your mind, your body, your energy in a state of harmony and balance in, you know, this, this planet earth we're living in is no easy task in the year 2022, but with the right tools, with the right practices, you know, the right focus, uh, anyone can do this. So again, sexual Kung Fu is a system of energy cultivation. And obviously a major focal point of that is our sexual energy, which is a very specific uh, we could say frequency of the energetic spectrum. So just a general overview of, of the human energetic system. Maybe if this is a new concept for fun, for some of you, but again, it's always good to go back to these foundations and to see how important it is every moment of our life. Understand that our bodies, us as living beings are these physical vessels, our consciousness is inhabiting are energetic in their nature. You know, we we grew up, in this material world, you know, through modern science, believing that everything's solid and fixed, this physical matter. But the truth is that what appears to be physical isn't physical at all. Our bodies are literally 99.9% empty space. There's almost nothing there on the, that we, that is actually physical, right? Everything is actually vibration. It's energy. And so we live in an energetic universe. The, the universe is made of vibration of frequencies of life force vibrating at different rates. And when the vibration of that energy lowers, lowers down enough, 
comes to a, a low enough frequency, it crystallizes into physical form when it's vibrating in a low state. And that's what appears to be physicality, it's just this low level of vibration of the life force. But there's these different you know, levels that can vibrate at, right? And so our bodies are made up of these different uh, structures of energy flow. It flows in different pathways. You know, there's these deep underlying structure of our, our makeup, which is known as the eight extraordinary meridians in Chinese medicine, the also known as the eight psychic channels. This is the first primary uh, pathway of energy, these prime up, down, back and front. This is the microcosmic orbit, you know, a prime yin and yang channel. There's left and right. And there's the horizontal belt channel, arm and leg channels. These are our prime energetic structure, we could say, that gives us a sense of, okay, this is me, this is my body. And then from there, it's further uh, divided into the 12 organ system, which is closer to our physical being, right? And so this, these pathways, basically these pathways of energy, of chi, are flowing and feeding our body, constantly crystallizing down into physical form and then uh, turning back into pure energy. This is our, our human body is in this constant process of transformation, of change, of change from one form to the other, these cycles of change that are driving everything. So understanding this is one of the keys to keeping yourself in harmony and balance and good health and happiness. Basically, when we were young, when we were, when we were children, we have all this exuberant energy, all this pure creative excitement and passion and potential, playfulness, imagination, pure joy. Because as children, our energy channels, our channel system is wide open. It's free of obstruction. It flows. It's balanced. It's harmonized. Our, the source energy is just flowing through our systems effortlessly. There's nothing impeding its movement. It's free flow throughout our bodies. That's why we feel you know, great when we're kids. And we have this massive energy, this massive imagination, all this creativity. But... As we become older, as we experience, you know, uh, traumas, difficult experiences, uh, as we go through our teenage years, our energy tends to get stuck in certain patterns, especially as we have difficult experiences, as we have traumas, you know, uh, difficult experiences we have that we were unable to fully process and digest, then we start to get, our energy gets stuck. Sometimes we hold these patterns in place. Like there's a memory in the body. There's a painful event we weren't able to fully digest. The body uses its own energy to hold it in place somewhere within that system. And this manifests as a blockage, a tension area, an area where the energy cannot flow. And a lot of us humans start to accumulate a lot of these blockages in our system. And we start to become very rigid. We start to you know, develop aches and pains. Our mind and our emotions become out of control. Uh, we're stuck in the past. We're looping these old conflicts and arguments and, you know, holding on to these old traumas and patterns. So we get stuck in the past and we're able to be fully in the present moment and our life force is stagnant. And in extreme cases, this is, you know, eventually what manifests as disease, disease in the body. And this is a basic understanding, you know, from Chinese medicine. So basically, the more we can open up these meridians, keep them clear from obstruction and keep a harmonized flow of energy through our channel system, the better our health is, the more happy we feel, the better we feel overall, the more we can tap into that, that childlike state of joy, of creativity, of, of fluidity, right? It's another thing is we get so we get stuck in our belief systems, we get stuck in, uh, you know, certain perception we, we have as we become adults, we become very 
rigid. We're unable to change. We get stuck in our, our ways and, you know, we're easily broken by uh, the storms of life. You know, the tree, which is stiff, is easily broken. When we remain flexible, fluid, we are able to flow with the storms and the changes of life. And so on a practical level, okay, what does this look like? <laughs> how do we manage our energy? How do we basically, it's about how do we clear the stuck energy, the sick chi, the old, you know, traumas, excessive energies. How do we clear these old patterns to bring in fresh chi? You know, this is in essence, one of the biggest goals of, of energy cultivation practice is to keep bringing in this fresh life force, purge the old patterns, bring in the new, keep things circulating, build up a healthy amount of chi. So this is why, you know, I practice uh, qigong, meditation, breath work, even, you know, yogic practices, uh, because these are tools for you. You learn the practices, you practice them every day, and you learn to manage your own energy. And this is where, you know, this path differs from a lot of other paths out there in that a lot, uh, we live in this world of instant gratification. We live in this world of people want to click on a, a button, click their mouse, click, tap on a link and have something done for them. They want someone else to do it for them. They want to sit, you know, we've, the path of discipline of self mastery is one that's becoming more rare in the modern world, I should say, but ultimately, you know, if you want to have the tools to keep yourself healthy, keep yourself balanced, live an amazing life, there's, uh, you have to do some work, right? And so I love Qigong. I love these practices of energy cultivation because they allow you to do this for yourself, to be your own healer, to be your own, you know, source of energy. We often become reliant on external sources of energy. We rely on a relationship to get something from. We rely on uh, a doctor to tell us what we should do. You know, priests, politicians, people want to give their power away to someone else. And you become, uh, you don't own your power. Someone else does. Someone else owns you. And it's the same thing with, again, this instant gratification, technology, um, drugs, people, use substances to try to have a spiritual experience, but it's not really something coming from within yourself. It's something external. You don't own it. It owns you. And so what I'm getting at here is that this is the path of true eternal mastery, cultivating your energy, developing your consciousness. If this is something that no one can take away from you, no government, no priest, no, you know, totalitarian uh, fascist state can take your internal energy cultivation away from you. They can take away your technology. They can take away your phone, your internet, your, uh, supplements, plant medicines, whatever. These things can always be taken away, but no one can take away your internal energy practice, right? And so on a, okay, on a, on a more practical level, basically, we live in a chaotic world. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of just addiction, unhappiness, depression, anxiety. And this all basically comes down to the mind and the body being out of balance. The energy, the energy channels are blocked. They're stuck. There's too much energy in one part of the body. There's not enough in one other part of the body, you know? And so being able to balance this out basically is the key to feeling good, right? If you want to feel good, if you want to have more energy, if you want to have more creativity, if you want to have more focus, more productivity, feel more confident, have better sexual health and vitality. Of course, for men having non-ejaculatory orgasms uh, and ejaculation control is all reliant on this work of opening up your energy channels circulating your chi and balancing it. And again, I, I 
my life dramatically changed once I got into practicing energy cultivation. And it, this is the path of self-mastery. This is the path of you taking control of your life, taking control of what you want in your reality and, and doing it, connecting with the energy of nature, the fresh chi, right? And so how to do this? Qigong is again, my number one tool. I have a whole playlist on YouTube of Qigong practices. Check that out. I also have a breathwork playlist, some really great practices to tune into your, your get out of your head, get into your body, cultivate your energy. Check out my breathwork playlist. So those, these are some basic tools uh, free on my YouTube channel. Check out this playlist. And again, it's all about developing a daily practice where you're checking in with your body saying, oh, how am I feeling in my body today? What, uh, what, which one of my organs is, is, you know, acting up today? Which energy channel is a bit out of balance? When you practice, you start to become sensitive to this. Most people have no idea what's happening in their bodies. They're up in their heads. They're up here in, you know, in the mental realm. When you learn to really get into your body, really get grounded, your physical health improves, your vitality improves, your energy improves. And, you know, you learn how to keep yourself in the flow, keep yourself healthy and balanced on a day-to-day -day basis. So again, have a practice, cultivate your chi, and it will dramatically improve all areas of your life. And again, for men, this is the main foundation for the sexual work is having a basic understanding of your internal energy, being able to manage it, being able to keep it balanced and flowing. And then it's easy to work with your sexual energy and have non-ejaculatory orgasms, right? Okay, so I'm gonna answer some questions now. Feel free to type your questions in the chat box. Thanks everyone for joining, good to see you guys. Hey, Intuitive Sean, Titan Tech, Jack Erickson. Okay, Sean Carroll says, can you talk about how to move this energy up and how to tap into it? Okay, so everyone, first of all, there's a lot of emphasis on how to move the energy up. It's more important, first of all, to be able to ground your energy because, you know, this, this pathway up, this ascending energy current, feeding the head, feeding the brain, most people in this modern world have too much energy in their head as it is. So they start doing these practices of kind of forcefully driving chi up into the head and it just amplifies their, you know, mental processes, amplifies their neuroses, amplifies anxiety, excessive mental thinking. So it's better in the beginning to focus on grounding this energy, I would say, right? But in general, it's systematic training in internal energy practices, right? Qigong, meditation. I have a lot of different practices on my YouTube channel. Again, check out my Qigong playlist. Uh, the microcosmic orbit practice is a really great one to learn, again, how to ascend and descend your energy. This microcosmic orbit pathway, uh, the essential yin-yang structure of the body, up the back, down the front. This balances your energy. You learn to work with this, gives it a pathway to move in. It's just a matter of practice, learning to feel your chi and circulate it. So it's really about developing your mind-body connection is the whole thing is um, working with chi. It's something you start to feel. It's not like you, it, it seems like this very elusive, uh, mystical, abstract thing. But until you learn how to feel it, it's, it's, it's quite tangible. Anyone can learn to feel chi. You just have to, you know, most people are too tense. They don't know how to relax. Their mind's completely disconnected from their body. So it's, it's really as simple as relaxing deeply, learning to move with awareness, relaxation, and, you know, there's certain principles of, of Qigong, but again, follow my Qigong playlist. You will start to feel your Qi very quickly. 
Okay, Titan Tech says, what are your views on Damo Mitchell and his teachings? Uh, Damo Mitchell is a very masterful uh, practitioner and teacher. He has, his system's phenomenal. You know, I've, I've studied a lot of his system and it's very powerful, but he certainly has his rigidities. He has, he basically says, you know, sexual Kung Fu is bullshit and that it's going to turn you into a pedophile, <laughs> things like that. Like it's just going to, you know, uh, he says you should never work with sexual energy. And I sense it's kind of his, there's a lot of Buddhist influence in his teachings. And there's a lot of the kind of uh, just kind of the dogma and the, the, the baggage of that, you know, some of those systems, some of those lineages. So, um, but his practices are great. Some of his view, a lot of his viewpoints I don't agree with, but you know, he can be a bit rigid as an individual, but overall he's a, I, his system's amazing for sure. He's definitely got some skill. Okay, there's Z Jacobson. I've heard the Spider-Man character was inspired by a man who practiced semen retention for so long that when he finally released, he was able to shoot a constant stream across to a neighboring building and stuck to the building and he swung across to the other side. Can you confirm the story? Um, <laughs> I, I can't comment on that. That's, that's, uh, that's very interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Jack Erickson. Glad you enjoy the work. Okay, self-awareness three 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 says, "What does it? What does the energy feel like when it travels up the body? I feel a warmth, tingling, but I'm not sure if that was it. Energy will feel different to everyone. Uh, for me, it feels like a. It's a viscous. It, there's different qualities of chi too. It depends what kind of chi you're connecting with, right? Um, I, I do a lot of tai chi. I do a lot of uh, this very. Uh, internal energy arts practices, right? Internal martial arts too, which is a very, it's a very thick, it's a very dense, potent type of chi that that cultivates. And to me that, and in general, chi often feels this way to me where it's like a, it's like a hydraulic fluid. It has this expansive kind of inflation effect. Like when it moves in my arms, just this pump, my hands literally get swollen when I'm doing qigong, you know, they, they pump up with, with blood, but also the chi feel the, this field around them. So it's like a, it's, it's like a radioactive hydraulic fluid that's vibrating and is like sometimes red hot, you know, electrical. That's how it feels to me. It's like a, <laughs> a red hot radioactive uh, hydraulic fluid that's vibrating. That's how it feels like to me. But again, in the beginning, it's very subtle. It's just like buzzing, tingles, maybe some warmth, maybe coolness, you know, something that's kind of out of the ordinary often. One man van says, will getting a visectomy affect this energy? It doesn't seem like having a visectomy has a strong effect on the energetic system overall. I can only say this, you know, from external observation and secondhand uh, reports from other people. I haven't had a vasectomy, so I can't say from experience, but I've, I know a lot of men who've had them and they don't report any like, you know, major changes to their energy or whatever. Hooks, uh, okay. Hooks, Huxley, Alex, Xavier, 
Xavier, sorry, uh, on Instagram is asking, were you on track to become a pastor at an earlier age? My intuition links the concept. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> after a certain age, I wanted nothing to do with the church. I got pretty burned on religion from an early age. So definitely was never a consideration for me. Okay. DeAndre Jones asks, what age are you at currently? I am 33 years old. <clears throat> Sean Carroll says, do you notice when you retain from sex or orgasm that your dreams become more sexual in nature or notice any change in the vividness of dreams? Um, I don't have, you know, I don't have a lot of sexual dreams. Interesting. Well, I don't uh, Interesting. But yeah, it's actually kind of rare for me to have sexual dreams, just in general, whether or not I'm having a lot of sex or, um, you know, not. Uh, and as far as them becoming vividness, I mean, I haven't really noticed a relationship between, you know, sex and orgasm or not, because my dream cycles vary greatly, just in general, anyways. So no, I haven't really noticed any strong correlations there, personally. Jack Erickson says, what effects does exercise have on the nervous system? I was doing heavy deadlifts the other day and could not normally feel my pelvic floor the next couple days. Uh, you know, exercise has various effects on the nervous system. Depends what type of exercise you're doing, how intensive it is. Too much exercise can overwhelm the nervous system and kind of put you in a fight or flight state, you know, drain the kidney energy. Uh, but obviously exercise in general is beneficial, balanced exercise. Um, can help kind of balance out the nervous system. Uh, I'm not sure why you couldn't feel your pelvic floor. Maybe you overdid the deadlifts. You have to be very, you know, very careful with the super heavy lifting stuff. I've definitely learned that from experience. I did some squats without, you know, the best form and was having some lower back issues a couple years ago. Okay, Titan Tech says, is it possible to overcome this using pelvic floor exercises and proper mind control, or do I have to rely on medicines and cream? Overcome what? Sorry if you may have had more to that that didn't get posted. You're talking about premature ejaculation. I'm, I'm going to assume you are talking about that, talking about medicines and cream. Maybe it's something else, but um, in general, any man can overcome premature ejaculation. Uh, I've talked about this a lot, but basically, yeah, it's, it's a matter of balancing the nervous system, learning to stay relaxed during sex, learning to channel the arousal and the excitement out of the genitals during sex. You know, any man can overcome premature ejaculation. Take my ejaculation control course, the free one, for some great uh, practices. Ali Azami says, what type, school, or lineage of Qigong would you recommend? Um, there's, I mean, uh, I can't say that there's one single one that I'm like, everyone should take this, you know, because I, for for me, it's been like every, every teacher I've studied with, I've studied with many different teachers, you know, 
uh, in my lifetime, many different schools, many different lineages. And I feel like all of them for me had a piece of the puzzle, but none of them had the whole picture. You know, I, and this is the whole thing. There's a joke that goes, um, how many Tai Chi teachers does it take to screw in a light bulb? It takes a hundred. One to screw in the light bulb and then 99 to say how their school can do it better. And this is this is all things like all these, all these, you know, uh, schools, especially in the, I feel like, especially in the Taoist practices, like the, you know, the kind of Kung Fu, conf, there's that Confucian influence there of like, I'm the greatest. Everyone else is, you know, it, this is the whole thing. It's like, everyone's like that school's totally wrong. Everything they teach is wrong. Ours is the real deal. That's what every school says. So it's like, I don't know. And again, I've explored many different ones and none of them had the whole picture for me. I had to piece things I learned from various teachers together. And that's what I'm presenting for me personally is, it, uh, in my my trainings is what's worked the best for me. There's aspects in a lot from a lot of different systems I've I've studied with in my uh, in my courses and my teachings. So, you know, I can't say at one specific one that I recommend. You know, you're gonna have to experiment. I you know it's good to study with different teachers, see what they're you know see what they're teaching. Okay, here's a question. Red Eric says, thoughts on pelvic floor tightness and prostate massage. I'm not sure if like this has two different things or if, like a connection here, but I will say that um, in general, prostate massage can definitely help uh, with pelvic floor tightness, the internal massage in general. This is uh, something a lot of pelvic floor therapists do is they use internal massage, uh, trigger point release from inside, you know, rectally for men. Uh, to release these tension patterns and it can be a very effective way of releasing them. So yeah, it, it, I, I, something I recommend for men is to work with a, a prostate massager an a Neros, A N E R O S is, is one that is, I found really great because it gives you very direct feedback of when you're hold, where the tension you're holding onto is, and it helps you to release that. I know a lot of men think like, Oh, that makes me gay. That's the gay button. I put something up there. It makes me gay. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you any more gay than, you know, rubbing your eye does. It's just another body part. So every man should take care of this part of their body, especially if you have a tight pelvic floor. It's the one of the most efficient ways to remedy that is to yeah, go in there and do some internal massage work. True self effects says is premature ejaculation reversible. Yes, it is. Go to my YouTube channel, check out my premature ejaculation playlist, take my free ejaculation control guide. Of course, any man can, can overcome this issue. Okay, Ankur says, are there Qigong exercises that one can do that eliminate the need for cardio type of exercise? I saw a Qigong teacher saying that Qigong can keep you fit without getting sweaty. No, Qigong cannot replace cardio exercise. I know that there's a lot of Qigong teachers who are like, all you need is Qigong. But when you look at a lot of them, they, you know, you can see in their bodies that <laughs> I'm not, not like to judge anyone by their physical appearance, but you can just tell like they don't, you know, they aren't the most physically fit people. I'll just say that, right? I don't mistake energetic exercise for physical exercise. Yes, Qigong, there is definitely physical exercise type benefits from Qigong, but nothing like, you know, doing a good physical workout. Like uh, I, I've seen studies that were done with specifically the Zhan Zhuang practice, the standing meditation, where it in, uh, increases overall circulation of blood and oxygenation of the blood, blood more efficiently than cardiovascular exercise. So that's interesting. 
but at the same time, it doesn't quite, you know, you're not going to get the level of like endothelial cell uh, stimulation, uh, blood vessel growth that you will get from hard cardio exercise. So it's just, they're two different things. Don't mistake Qigong for physical exercise and don't mistake physical exercise for Qigong. Train your energy body and train your physical body. Don't mistake the two. That's why I do, you know, I do uh, more Western type of exercise. I go to the gym, I lift weights, I, you know, I do cardio all kinds of stuff. And I do my Qigong practice. I do Tai Chi. I do, you know, Xin Yi Chuan. I, I do my meditation. Okay. Martins Lawrence says, Hey there, can you talk a bit about sexual positions and how to use the ones to come less quick? Okay. That's a good question. I know I've talked about this before, but it's, it's very, you know, it's an interesting uh, it'll be interesting for a lot of you. So sexual positions definitely can affect how long you're able to last as a man. I'm drinking some dandelion root tea. I made this, I got some raw dried dandelion tea, uh, roots and I roast them in the oven and it, may, it tastes like coffee, but it's, it's dandelion root, which is really good for the spleen chi, the liver chi, detoxification, clearing excessive heat, uh, dampness in the body. So it's been one of my go-to drinks. Anyways, sexual positions, It's important to understand with this, that for men, I feel like I do this every, <laughs> every week I do this. Here comes the penis, all right? This is the penis, right? Uh, this, if this is a penis, this is the underside right here, just under the head of the penis, the frenulum area. This is basically the trigger point for ejaculation. It's the nerves here connect to the prostate area and communicate this, this tension response to the prostate. So the more that this area is being stimulated, the harder it's going to be to overcome uh, premature ejaculation. So you want to use this to your advantage in different sexual positions. So basically any position that puts more pressure on the frenulum is going to make you, it's gonna make it harder for you to not ejaculate. The main positions for this uh, would be like doggy style, re basically reverse entry positions. They put a lot of pressure on your frenulum. So um, avoid that if you have premature ejaculation. And Positions that put less pressure on this. Basically, what you want to do is 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 to place your less sensitive spots on your penis against your partner's most sensitive spots. So when you enter into, if your partner is a woman, uh, during sex, you want to make sure that the top of your penis is stimulating more the upper roof of her vagina, where the G spot is. Right? There's a lot of nerve endings in there, and also if you can get your pelvis to hit her clitoris, it's going to be very powerful stimulation with that. So good positions for that will be where your partner's on their back and you're upright, specifically kind of this this angle here. Right? I know this is the best I can do to demonstrate this. Um, so you want to be kind of a high angle so that your penis is going in and it's mostly stimulating the top of your penis. That won't necessarily lead to ejaculation, but when this frenulum area is, you know, that's the trigger zone, right? So uh, kind of missionary type position where you're upright. Also, when your partner's on top, they can kind of control that angle as well. And typically women love that, uh, that angle of penetration anyway. So yeah, those missionary partner on top will be better for lasting longer. Something that's also is extremely helpful is to be standing up, put your partner on the edge of the bed, on their back, even putting like a pillow under their, under their butts to prop them up. So you can get a good angle and you go in, you're being kind of a wide legged, almost like a horse stance. Uh, 
it places more pressure on your legs so that so it almost like helps revert some of that nervous system energy out of the pelvic floor and into the legs and you're grounded your feet are on the earth connect with the earth sheet it will help keep you cool so yeah standing up partner on the edge of the bed avoid stimulating the frenulum and those will help Darpin, the new vision. No, I have not watched that. Okay, one in Yen says, we should wait for our heart to be fully open to a girl before we become intimate. I agree with this. Uh, sex without heart connection is very empty. And there's no judgment here. Like, you know, it's fine to have, you know, some casual connection, whatever. But in general, men, when they're not actually like emotionally connected to their partner, they tend to have uh, sexual issues. Erectile dysfunction is the most common. Like I always, I hear all the time from men, who it's like, they're like, I'm super sexually healthy. Like I don't have any problems, but then I'm, you know, I just met this girl. We go back to their place and I can't get it up. And it's the number one cause is, is, well, maybe just be nervousness, but it's also very, very common when you're simply not, you don't truly feel connected to that person. Like in your head, you're like, okay, well, their body's attractive. I should want to have sex with them, but there's no emotional connection. Your body's like, no, like we're not doing this, you know? So yeah, love and sex should always be in, um, connection, I believe. And again, no judgment, whatever, whatever makes you happy, brings you balance. But that's one thing that's ever been fulfilling for me personally. Balance that uh, it's, it's a water fire balance, the water, the fire of the heart, the loving energy balances that lustful, heavy uh, desire of the sexual center. Oh, okay, okay. Titan, Texas. I'm talking about a sensitive frenulum posted. Okay. So yeah, having a sensitive frenulum, this is very often uh, because of pelvic floor hypertension. You have a very tense pelvic floor and it, it makes it seem like your frenulum is extra sensitive simply because your pelvic floor is already tense. And you'll notice that if you squeeze your pelvic floor, it makes it even more sensitive, right? So usually this is just a matter of pelvic floor hypertension. Check out my video on YouTube called uh, it's, I think it's top four exercises for pelvic floor tension. Start to do these practices every single day and you'll start to release this pelvic floor tension. It can take months to really overcome. It, it can take multiple months to overcome these patterns, but I think very quickly you'll find some relief using the exercises. So yeah, overly sensitive frenulum almost always means you have pelvic floor hypertension. So that's what you want to address. And someone's asking, have you dealt with tight pelvis yourself? Yes. That's why I'm teaching all this stuff. But this is why my sexual teaching is so much centered around this pelvic floor work now is because I went through this myself. I, because I learned these practices, you know, the Montauk Chia, the, the, uh, the tantric 
basically most people are, are saying, yeah, do lots of Kegels, do lots of squeezing and during sex, squeeze the pelvic floor to draw the energy up. Yeah, it draws the energy up, but it, it builds a lot of tension in the pelvic floor. I completely jacked up my pelvic floor doing all these Kegels because that's what they said to do. Um, and I noticed it was making my premature, or I didn't have premature ejaculation at this time, but I noticed overall it was making it harder for me to control ejaculation. I remember the day where I was like, wait, what if I just relax my pelvic floor instead of squeezing it? And I noticed like, wow, I almost feel like I can't ejaculate. Like, why didn't anyone tell me this? So it took me a while. It took me, I would say six to eight months of doing the routines, which I'm now teaching to overcome the pelvic floor tension before I released before I feel like I really released the hypertension patterns of the pelvic floor, where it's like it always squeezed when my penis was being stimulated. And, you know, it's still something I have to watch. Like if, if I've been doing a lot of sitting, like I've, you know, did a lot of road trips this summer and I noticed my pelvic floor would be very tight from sitting down a lot. So I would have to, you know, go through these exercises again and loosen things up. <clears throat> so yes, it's something I've experienced firsthand and that's why I'm teaching things that work because it's what works for me and it's what is working for hundreds and thousands of men from around the world years based on their feedback. And yeah, the same thing on Instagram. Martin's asking, how long does it take to unlearn hypertension your pelvic floor after years of stressed porn watching? Again, it may take several months, likely several months, maybe longer, maybe less, depends. Uh, but you have to be working with it consistently, doing reverse Kegels, doing the pelvic floor stretching routine, which you know I have one on YouTube again, my top four exercises for pelvic floor tension. Uh, and again, doing like the internal massage work, prostate massager type work will really helps to release that tension as well. And just changing your sexual habits because, uh, part of it is you are unconsciously tensing, tensing your pelvic floor every time your penis is being stimulated. So you have to unlearn that pattern by focusing on not doing that by relaxing or even using a reverse Kegel engagement instead to reprogram the system. Okay, Jerry. Jack Erickson says, have you read Sacred Sexuality by Stuart Swerdlow? No, I have not read that one. Okay, Menjels says, what would you recommend against porn addiction? So if you're over, trying to overcome porn addiction, I mean, the most important thing is that you just you stop doing it. it number one, above, above all else, it's a matter of willpower. Like you have the power. You're choosing to do it every single day. It's a choice. Like don't give your power away and say, well, uh, I have to. You're choosing to do it every single day. And I know it's it's an overwhelming desire and thought, but like you simply have to not do it like anything. You know, uh, we live in a free will world. We all make our choices. But also what helps that is to have new outlets to put your energy into because often it's just like you can't think of anything better to do like well i know it's not good for me but i'm so bored i need a quick fix you know uh find some intellectually engaging some physically engaging some socially engaging activities to do you know i started doing qigong i started cultivating my energy and it became first of all a really beneficial way to spend my time and energy and also i became so sensitive that I was like, oh, when I watch porn, I, I just feel like shit afterwards. I don't feel good. Like, yeah, I have this short-lived orgasm, but then I feel terrible the rest of the day. And it was just like, it was a pretty obvious decision to stop doing that. So again, 
find more productive habits to put your energy into and simply build your willpower to say, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. You know, this is what it comes down to is you have to build willpower. So find, you know, if, if there's a certain time of day you're watching porn, create a plan for yourself. Say, okay, seven o'clock at night, I'm on Pornhub just, you know, waxing the carrot, choking the chicken. Um, what can I do instead with that time? Maybe every night at seven o'clock, I'm going to go to the gym, do a workout. I'm going to go on YouTube, follow one of Jonathan White's free Qigong uh, playlist videos. Uh, I'm going to go hang out with some friends. I'm going to learn how to play a musical instrument. You know, something that engages you, right? Oh, just about spilled my dandelion root tea everywhere. Martin says, wants to say, thanks for doing these. Oh, doing these live streams are very valuable. They make you feel human and approachable to us, unknown strangers. It lowers the barrier of contact and reaching out to you immensely. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And this is this is why I do these. Is this the main way I'm engaging with people? I don't really have, you know, I don't always have time to go through my inboxes and and answer messages anymore because I just get so many now and I'm busy. But this is the main way that I'm connecting with everyone, answering your questions. And yeah, I'm just a human being on the path. Like, you know, you should never put anyone on a pedestal and be like, they're a master, they're untouchable. We're all just human beings. Some people put on a good front and a show, but we're all just human. And yeah, this is my time just to hang out and, you know, see what's going on with the collective. Do what I can to help, hopefully. Hopefully someone's gotten some help from these. <laughs> okay. Somatic says, how does a prostate, prostate climax compared to a regular male climax to so prostate orgasms. Here we go. Hold on to your prostate. Um, it's a whole different, whole different realm of experience. You know, I've, I made a video of this on YouTube talking about prostate orgasms, and how to have them, you know, check that out. But basically, um, and again, every you know, regular male climax, I'm guessing you're talking about like an ejaculatory orgasm. Um, it's light years beyond that. The first time I experienced prostate orgasm, it was, it was kind of a life-changing experience to be honest, because it put me into this very multi-dimensional. I mean, just on a physical pleasure level, it was off the scale. It was incredibly pleasurable, just this building intense pleasure, like in my belly, in my whole body. But like it was a it was a metaphysical experience. You know, I was not in the same place I was when I, you know, lay down on the bed to start the practice, whatever. Like I was in another dimension. And there was like, it's hard to explain, but it was a very Kundalini type of experience, I will say, in that it just opened up a portal to a whole different realm of experience. So that doesn't usually happen with ejaculatory orgasm. Usually an ejaculatory orgasm is 10 seconds of desperate spasming and ah, and then it's over, right? And the prostate orgasm, you know, it's a similar in intensity, but it's, it's just, it's hard to explain. To put into words, uh, you have to experience it, but it's very, very powerful. It lasts for several minutes. Some people say they have them for hours and there's no like, you know, drop off, like you ejaculate and it's over. It, it doesn't happen. It's a dry orgasm. It's just, it's, it's very, very intense. I would say it's a whole different experience. And I think it really opens up men to see, uh, what's possible beyond an ejaculatory orgasm. Hi one says there was a guy on YouTube saying Tantra sex was originally having sex with multiple partners and sharing partners. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't know. A lot of people say a lot of things. The origins of Tantra was it's a, it's a path of cultivation. It's a, a, it's a yogic system basically. Right. And sex was only one small part of that. 
and yeah, there's there's these stories. You know, it's difficult to say because none of us were around back then. But there's stories of a lot of these kind of uh, schools and trainings, both in the Dallas and in the Tantrics, that would basically uh, they would cultivate together. They would practice together, like the very students. And then there was a lot less. I mean, I've, I've again, I've heard who really knows. None of us were alive back then. But you know, they say that there was a lot less basically conditioning and like guilt and shame around sex. Like just, I mean, imagine if, if no one had told, you know, if you hadn't been conditioned to believe that like sex with this dirty, shameful thing that, you know, I don't know, it, things like that probably wouldn't be such a big deal where it's just like, Oh yeah, we're practicing together. We're having sex together. We, you know, we're friends and it's not a big deal. I'm not saying that that's how everyone should be. It's just, you know, a, a perspective shift on this um, anyways. But as far as saying tantra of sex was originally having sex with multiple partners and sharing partners. I mean, uh, that's maybe in the certain context of that, like in the sense of like it was a school of people cultivating together and it just, it just wasn't a big deal back then. They knew how to like clear the, the karma and the energy of the person that they were sexually exchanging with. You know, there's a whole different context there. But again, I don't know. No one knows. We weren't alive back then. Who knows? But there's stories and there's the legends, but it, it doesn't really matter. Hi one says, what do you think about coffee? Do you drink it? No, I haven't drank coffee in, it's been like 10 years or something. Uh, it's, it jacks up, it, it depletes my adrenals, it depleted my kidney energy, makes me a nervous wreck, gives me insomnia, it puts you in fight or flight state, elevates cortisol, it actually limits blood flow to your penis, having a large amount of caffeine. It's a vasodilator. So I don't recommend it. There's really nothing super beneficial about it. Like I know caffeine can be helpful for some people who are very like heavier in constitution, you know, um, they need a little more fire element, but for me, it's, it imbalances me. So in general, I avoid caffeine. But yeah. I think coffee for most people, it's, there's nothing beneficial to it. It's it basically you're pulling energy from your reserves. You're tapping into your adrenal, your kidney energy to feel like you have more stimulation. Now stimulation versus, you know, uh, tonifying your system is completely different. So for most people, it's like they're they're taking from their savings account and spending it now. So it, it's just pulling from your energy reserves. Self-awareness 333 says, it seems like you change positions often to stimulate those nerves and then calm them down in different positions. Uh, in the context of sex, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of different approaches. Uh, certain sexual positions, again, will be more stimulating, more for like building the arousal, building the energy, and some are better for just kind of calmly, passively circulating. So yeah, that adds a whole different dynamic to the sexual exchange for sure. Okay, Lucius says for the tennis ball exercise, I'm not entirely sure what is the point to put it in. The perineum is quite large. Okay, it something you have to experiment with. Basically, if you put it, you know, in your perineum area between your anus and your genitals, there's a soft point, a little more towards the anus, where it'll it'll you'll feel it sink up in your body and you'll know that that's it. Otherwise it's sitting on a bone and it's that's not very comfortable. So it's a little it sinks in, you'll feel it. And also heard it does Okay, heard it does the same as bicycling, and bicycling is bad due to cutting the blood out from the prostate and perineum. Okay, so here's the thing. When you're biking, you're sitting on their bike seat for, you know, from like 20, 30 minutes to hours at a time. Yes, bike seats are terrible for the male reproductive health for the pelvic floor. You're putting all of your body weight onto your perineum, cutting the blood flow. 
the tennis ball thing would be the same if you're going to sit there for hours, but you're not doing it for hours. I, I, so I say never do it for more than a couple of minutes. When you do it for a couple of minutes, you're getting an acupressure massage into the, the prostate area. You move around a little bit. It loosens things up. That is quite different than holding it there for hours. And I've, <laughs> I sat on the tennis ball for too long. I said, I was, I think I was working on a computer or something. I was just like, Oh, I'm going to do the tennis ball, uh, perineum massage. And I forgot about it. And I think it was like 10 or 15 minutes and I got up and my dick was numb. I couldn't feel my dick. I was like, Oh God, Oh God. And luckily, you know, the life came back to it. It was fine. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to do the tennis ball massage for hours or you don't want to do it for more than a few minutes. So yeah, that's the, the context of that there. Okay, Matteo Go 10 says, when you are circulating the energy in your brain after moving it up the spine, how do you imagine the energy moving? Spiral, spiral to the right or the left. I don't do much of the spiraling thing now. For me, it's the thing is, is visualization is different than actually feeling it in your body. Uh, the Ting Jin, as it's known in the practice, which is a, it's a concentration of your awareness in your body. So moving your mind along the spine, it's feeling, feeling that. That's what's really going to guide the energy. Visualizing from your head. Uh, often that does connect you to that feeling sense because you're seeing into your body and guiding it, but sometimes it can just be a mental projection. So it's a feeling sense. So what I do is I, what I do now is I, I just move my awareness from the genitals up the back, up into the brain. And then think of just soaking your awareness into the brain, like liquid feeling a sponge. Just whoop, and I, I feel the energy go there. And sometimes I'll, I'll mess with the spiraling, but you know, it doesn't matter what direction. Um, yeah. It's more of just an absorption of awareness for me. Just like a liquid moving. It's like liquid moves by the mind movement up the spine, absorbing it into the brain, just soaking it in there. And you can play with spirals too. Sometimes I do the spinning, but yeah, it's effortless. Christopher McKee says, I sure missed out on your getaway seminar. Will you be having another getaway seminar? I'm guessing you're talking about the retreat, the men's retreat I did uh, last month. Yes, I will be having another one probably next year. I'm, I'm planning on putting several together next year. It was, <laughs> it was an amazing experience. It was so powerful. And I'm like, this is the real work is like coming together in person, getting out of your daily life, getting out of your routine and going on retreat. That's where the, the, real, the real work happens is when you're, you know, full on in it eight hours a day. So yeah, I'll be doing more of those next year. Jack Erickson says, is there a way I can donate to you? Um, I feel like there actually might be a link uh, set up on my PayPal, on my PayPal bio uh, for a donation if you really want to, but I, go to my website and buy one of the products, you know, get, it's all good. Okay, Sam Squatch, Sam Squatch exists says, so cycling in general isn't good for that at all. Well, it's not that the act of cycling is bad. It's just that the, the bicycle seat for men, horrible design, horrible design. Um, what you can do is get a different 
bicycle seat. I actually got one custom for my bike because I love, I love biking, but I don't love, you know, again, cutting out blood flow in my genitals for 30 minutes to, you know, several hours. So I got a, a seat that has like a hole in the middle so that I, I sit on the glutes rather than sitting on my perineum. So I, that's what I would recommend for sure. And if you do like stationary bike, use a recumbent bike, which has the more like, like a regular chair type seat. It's a lot better for your pelvic floor than the stationary bikes with the, you know, that, that triangular, horrible, horrible pelvic floor, uh, the pelvic floor wrecking bike seat. Yeah. Okay. Matt, Matteo go says, that's awesome, brother. Thanks. And how quick does the energy move or you decide the speed been working in sexual Kung Fu for a couple of months now. Thanks for your light. Okay. Uh, it will move at various speeds, but you don't need to worry so much about it. The thing is, as you move your mind, the mind guides the chi. Simply by moving your mind and focusing on the destination, the chi goes there, basically. And that, you know, improves with time. That's why I think practicing a lot of the foundational work, the qigong, working with the microcosmic orbit, all these things. Because the whole thing is, is like, you want these foundations. You want your energy channels to be open before you, you know, start trying to force your sexual energy around. You just don't have much success with it. You do all this qigong every day. You do you work with the energy channels, get them open, and then the sexual energy just becomes an extension of that. That's what I learned. Once I started doing the foundational work, I was like, oh, it's actually really easy to move the sexual energy. I just had to kind of learn the, the ABCs first, right? But the the chi will flow at various speeds, um, but you just you just move your mind. Guide the chi. You don't need to feel like you don't need to micromanage it too much. Muhammad says, uh, after opening my energy channels, when I get relaxed, I can feel the energy in my body and feel sudden twin twitches in my muscle. Why is that? Uh, the, when you get the energy moving, it has physiological effects. It affects the physical body. Yeah. You'll, you'll sometimes get these spasms or little tingles or feeling like there's little bugs biting you or something. It's just your nervous system reacting to the chi, different things happening, uh, especially with the Don Tian work. When you get your Don Tian going, sometimes you'll get this like, you know, often get this like cramping or like it actually like moves your body. Like, you know, the daunting can kind of roll and turn and the mass of it sometimes like moves your physical body. It's a, a very interesting sensation. Matteo Go 10 says, any book you recommend for the foundations of Tai Chi or Qigong? really difficult to learn Tai Chi from a book. Um, I mean, there's, there's some books that will help you, but it's good to have a teacher and, and, and some good books as well for Tai Chi. I recommend for Tai Chi, uh, Scott Meredith's book, Scott Meredith, uh, juice, juice, radical Tai Chi energetics. It will give it, I think it will help with kind of the mindset around what is really Tai Chi practice and what is just moving in a pretty movement, but just doing a physical practice. Qigong, um, there's a book on Qigong I recommend called uh, Qigong, The Way of Energy. The author is Lam Kam Chuen. Qigong, The Way of Energy by Lam Kam Chuen. That's a really, really great starting point for Zhan Zhuang, which is the, it's the, the core of all Qigong practice. 
Patrick says, how to know if you are building the Dantian? If you're starting to feel it, it's tangible. It becomes tangible. If you start to get the heat, vibration, uh, like the cramping and things like that I was talking about, it's tangible. It's not an imaginary thing. It's, it's not a visualization. It's you feel things happening there because you're concentrating the mind in that space. That's how you know you're building it is uh, it starts to talk to you. And it takes time for that to happen. You know, it can take months or years to really build the Dantian space. Food Solution says, I've experienced being able to move orgasmic energy into certain organs, but then I also felt like I couldn't ground and it blew me out. Yeah, this is the thing is sexual energy is extremely high voltage. So that's why I don't recommend going straight into practice like this for most people. It's good to have foundational work. Start with, the, you know, as, as especially for circulating sexual energy, start with just the Dantian. That's a safe region to, to bring it into. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why in sexual Kung Fu system, we have all these foundations of grounding, clearing energy channels, dispersing, you know, heat pathogenic chi from the body building a solid structure that you can start to add the sexual energy into so it can be properly digested integrated and yet you don't fry a circuit because that is a very uh real scenario Hamza Soham says, is it important to let go of all pornographic related practice? I recommend it. There's really nothing beneficial to using porn and almost only, uh, you know, the opposite. It, it has very negative implications for it negatively affects your brain chemistry, your arousal response. It can completely destroy the arousal erection response for men. Like it seriously messes up your system. I don't recommend it at all. I know that there's talk of like conscious porn and things like that. And again, it's like, it's not, a, it's not a moral thing. It's not like, Oh, it's wrong or sinful. It's something like that. It's just like a simple fact of like, it's like saying if you take heroin, it fucks up your system. It's, it's like that. If you watch porn, it fucks up your system. It's, it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just like a more, a physiological effect of it. So I don't recommend it on any level, you know, create some very, uh, complicated entanglements for your sexual energy. We will say. Okay, in Inderpreet Singh says, how can one improve your me their memory? How to improve the memory? Well, I think practicing, you know, uh, doing brain exercises and things like that. Also, your diet, though, has a, has a big effect. Like, um, if you lack clarity of mind, you know, if you're eating a lot of refined sugars, uh, refined carbohydrates, you know, alcohol, uh, just eating, you know, garbage diet. GMOs, pesticides, all this stuff, it really affects your ability to think clearly. You know, there's a strong connection between your gut and your brain. Gut brain, I mean, your your, your gut is a brain. It's the, the second brain or the third brain, depending, you know, who's saying it. So proper diet, getting enough sleep, exercise. Um, but I found personally, when I started doing these practices, uh, Qigong in general, but especially the sexual practices, you know, bring the sexual energy up to the brain, nourishing the brain with the gene of the lower centers, my focus and my memory, my creativity just like massively improved. Yeah, getting your energy into balance, I think would be helpful. I think also cutting out a lot of the external noise, like we're often, uh, people are on their phones doing like 10 different things at once or scrolling through all these things, destroys your uh, 
your attention span. <laughs> Speaking of attention span, there's a space not there. Yeah, it destroys your attention span. And so learning to like minimize the things you're doing at once, really focus in on the here and now, spend more time away from, you know, I, I, that's a big thing as well as uh, ridding some of these, you know, instant gratification, distraction things, a lot of social media, a lot of just scrolling and scrolling through things, less time on electronics, more time in nature, in your body doing things. Hi one says, why do I have negative thoughts and have anxiety and body completely acts up and having bad dreams once having sex with a person? Well, you know, there's a lot of factors that will affect all these things. A lot to look in. I think what I was talking about at the beginning of the video, just overall energy cultivation, balancing your energy is a good thing to look at. Um, and if I'm not sure if you're saying this relates to you have sex, you had sex with a person and all these things are happening. I mean, it could be, could be a lot of, a lot of things could be, you know, some people, once they get into relationships, they get really heady and like, they're worried about the outcome and what is the person going to think of me and how long will this last? And, or, and, and again, when you're having sex with someone, you're absorbing all this energy and information from them, all this karma, all kinds of patterns. So, you know, ask yourself, are you, are you truly in resonance with the person you're connecting with? Did you absorb a lot of weird stuff from them? You know, a lot of things to consider here. Muhammad says, is that healing my body, the sexual energy circulation in general can be very healing to the body. You know, this, the sexual energy is this potent, pure life force, it's creative force. And when it circulates throughout the body, it can be used for enhancing the, uh, the system of the body, the functions, the organs, all these things, because rather than discarding this energy and putting your, your system in a state of depletion, it starts to rebuild everything and just, and circulating that throughout your body can be very rejuvenating. <clears throat> Zoravar says, I, lear I learned Qigong, Qigong, talking about Qigong, I think. I learned this recently and it's helping me a lot. It helps me stay focused and it helped me to calm my mind. That's great. Keep going. It just gets better and better. Lucia says, I was cycling in the past and my genitals were usually numb, but cycling is healthy otherwise. Yeah, it, you know, the cycling motion is great for your body, but sitting on that bike seat is terrible for the, the male genitals. I am here says, is edging without tension in the pelvic floor possible? Well, this is an interesting question because it depends what you define as edging. Edging in itself just kind of... Uh, usually means that you're right at the edge of having an orgasm or ejaculating, which is this often this point of maximum tension buildup. So that in, in itself implies, you know, that you're doing it that way where you're like right on the edge with all this tension built up. And yet yeah, it is difficult to do that without any tension in the pelvic floor. But in general, you can practice 
getting to high levels of sexual arousal, sexual pleasure, and orgasm with a completely relaxed pelvic floor. Hansa Soham says, do you feel bloating sometimes after circulating an orgasm back to the Don Tien after a whole cycle? I haven't noticed any bloating from this personally, um, but it's you know certainly possible that that would be a, a uh, kind of a manifestation of that is feeling some physical bloating in that area, just full of energy. Christopher McKee says, what books would you choose to start Don Tien? Uh, so as you're talking about like building the Don Tien, I'm trying to think of any books. I don't, I feel like I haven't, I mean, it's, it, it's an inter interesting thing in that the Don Tien is, it's talked about in pretty much every book on Qigong cultivation, things like that. And this is something I ran into is I was studying the system for like, you know, four or five years. And it was, you know, they talk about the Don Tien, like, okay, you just kind of visualize it, kind of focus there a little bit. But I never really developed a Dong Tian studying the system until I, I learned the actual methods of like, there's very specific, you know, you have to really hold your mind in that space for a long time you to really constant, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours building the Dong Tian is what it takes. And then it's like, boom, it's like a stove in your belly, uh, you know, every day, this radioactive beehive, one of my teachers calls it. It's, it's pretty, you know, cool once you get it going to feel that. Um, I'm trying to think of any books that really teach like actual good. I mean, it's really not that difficult to build the Don Tian, right? But I just haven't seen the super practical methods in books. Now that I think about it, um, I recommend just go to my my video, Don Tian Breathing, here on YouTube. Sexual Kung Fu, Don Tian Breathing. That's a great technique to get your Don Tian cooking. Food Solutions says, how do you clear karma from past sexual partners? Yes, it's a good question. And... I'm not 100% sure if it's possible to ever complete. I don't think you can ever completely clear all imprints that, you know, because sex is such a deep, I mean, you're literally, you know, uh, letting someone, you're, you're going deeply inside someone, you're allowing someone into your deepest parts of yourself as well. And it's a gluing, it's literally a gluing, you, you glue yourself together. So there will always be some aspect of that, you know, that union, that connection. Um, but, but in general, you can certainly clear a lot of the ties and the patterns, you know, um, I think one of the common things, kind of new agey thing is the cord cutting visualization ceremony type thing that could be helpful for people. For me, I found all of this, you know, all these practices I'm talking about, uh, the system of internal cultivation, doing Qigong, uh, methods of like internally dissolving energy, there's an inner smile practice, a lot of stuff I teach in my courses, but I'm, I mean, just for really practical things, I just found doing qigong these internal cultivation practices it restructures your energy it re because the thing is like with something like that where you're used to where you've been in a relationship with someone you've been exchanging with them there's this pathway between you and so it's like how do you redirect the energy to no longer flow in that pathway right and uh it's not always easy to do that but just you know creating i mean creating boundaries grounding work working with the earth working with here's a really great practice is working with trees Find a healthy tree. It's best to do it on a sunny day, but you know it's not essential. Pine trees are the best for this, but you stand, you hold the tree, you stand, you relax, sink down to earth, and then you just 
exchange between the tree and yourself. You breathe in the chi of the, uh, breathe in, like you're breathing from the tree to your body, just absorbing to your whole body. You exhale into the tree, like just absorb your awareness into the tree. Continue this circulation. This is very powerful for clearing, you know, uh, old ties, connections, kind of psychic patterns, uh, old psychic patterns, things like that. Um, yeah. And there's all kinds of internal alchemy practices. I think that it's, it's, it, I'm trying to think of what I can, <laughs> something really practical I can share right now um, because a lot of the practices are kind of in depth, but in general, yeah, I, I, any sort of like energy cultivation, you know, energy clearing practices. I've got some on my YouTube channel. Um, help, help with that. Hopefully that's helpful. <laughs> Titan Texas, how do you do? How do you deal with trolls? There's a roast video I've come across through YouTube about you. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a couple of people have made videos about me on YouTube. It's like, oh, this guy's. Full of shit. I think usually that's just like an SEO thing. Like they see someone has a channel, it's getting a lot of views and like, oh, how, how can I make a video basically slamming this person to get some views because people are searching for it anyway. It's, it's a really sleazy way to get views on. I, I can you imagine your, your whole account being based on like putting people down? Uh, anyways, I, I don't care. You know, there's always going, <laughs> we live in a polarized world. Uh, people are always going to be, you know, in resistance to whatever it is you're doing and you just, can't let it get, on, get to you. If I start to be like, oh my God, this guy said this. And what if he's right? You know, then they've already won. You know, it's like, it's like Tai Chi. You, you, you neutralize, you deflect, you don't let it land on you. You know, you're, you're this rotating ball that nothing can really land on it. Just, poof, just spiral it right off. Flora, Floria Roberta says masturbation is it bad in the case of women? No, it's really not. Well, I mean, in general, no, women don't really lose energy through orgasm. They don't lose gene through orgasm the way that men do because men, it's, it's released their semen, which is loaded with life force. Uh, but women, you know, they don't have that gene released with an orgasm. So it's not really a big deal for them. Um, I've, I've heard, it seems like porn addiction is actually becoming a, a, a more common thing for women as well. So that can be a, you know, a negative aspect just in general for people, but in general, no, I would not say master. I mean, I wouldn't say masturbation is bad for anyone. It's just how you do it for men. The problem is excessive ejaculation. It's not the masturbation itself. Hamza says, what's the importance of pouring sexual energy into your own heart? Sometimes I go to the brain too fast. That's common for men. We just want that uh, balls to brain connection, just mental, fire, logical. Uh, but the heart is a very, very important part of this. And I would say this is actually an extremely important focal point for men to, to develop, uh, not just to have you know, full body orgasm states, but to develop overall better balance of their sexual energy and overall satisfaction. The thing for men is that when sex loses any connection from the heart center, there's no love, there's no, you know, emotion into it. It becomes this, this never ending. Well, like they always want more when it's just lust, it's just this heavy energy that releases from the body. It depletes their energy. Then they want more. And then they have another jack orgasm. They're drained. 
that never fulfilled by that. Bringing the heart energy into it, bringing the love, connecting that with the sexual center is very important because there's this alchemy between the sexual center and the heart center. It's the water and fire element. The sexual, the pure sexual desire and lust of the sexual center combines with that radiant, glowing, love, loving heart energy. They connect and it, it raises the vibration of that sexual energy. So it turns it from this raw, you know, lustful animalistic energy to something lighter, something more expansive connective and it's it's a lot uh it's a lot more digestible for the body it feels more pleasant to be cultivating with that light heart energy and it and it makes the sexual energy a lot easier to move upwards in the body because when it's lust alone it just wants to sink down and out of the body Demon Daddy Vibes says, thought on dopamine healing, flatline phase, and healing the dopamine system from porn abuse and addiction. Yeah, so basically kind of getting the dopamine system back into homeostasis, balance. Um, I recommend cutting, you know, taking a break. If you can do a straight up dopamine detox for at least, you know, one, at least even one day, a few days is even better. Go on a camping trip, right? Basically no dopamine releasing activities. Because here's the thing, a lot of, you know, guys like, okay, I quit porn. But I'm like scrolling through Instagram. I'm playing video games for hours. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm binge watching Netflix. So you're still getting, you know, you're replacing one addiction for the other. So the best thing for the dopamine system is to, yeah, cut all the dopamine, excessive dopamine releasing instant gratification habits for, you know, a period of time or at least significantly cut back on them. So delete your social media app for apps for, you know, at least one day, a few days. Um, again, go on a camping trip, no electronic devices, nothing, just in the woods, no cell service. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but yeah, just in general, more real life activities, being in your body, you know, playing a sport, exercising, spending time in nature, doing Qigong meditation, breath work, and less, you know, the, the virtual reality, social media stuff. Awesome, Hamza. Well, I'm glad you finally joined. Okay, uh, Hamza is asking, do you connect to the heart through the back channel or the sashumna? There's there's three pathways. It could be back channel, sashumna, you know, the central channel. It can also be the front channel. And sometimes this is differently explained in, in other systems, you know, but um, in the, the Tao systems, it's specifically these three pathways directly connecting to that heart center from the sexual center, which would be again, the, the Dumai, the back channel, the Renmai, the front channel, or the, the Chongmai, the, the central thrusting vessel in the middle. So either of those pathways up the back, straight through to the heart, up the front into the heart, that's another possibility, or straight up the core channel into the heart, you know, either one of those, you don't have, you don't even have to focus specifically on which pathway. If you just think from sexual center to heart. It'll find a pathway. Okay, Daniel Panton says, can you talk a little bit more about the spiritual dangers of casual sex? So 
the first thing just is just to understand that. And first of all, this isn't like I'm, you know, this is right or this is wrong. You know, I don't, I don't care what you do. You know, uh, whatever, whatever makes you happy, whatever is harmonious for your life. You know, that's not like harming others is great. But in general, it's just important to understand that when you have sex with someone, it's a very deep, intimate exchange. You're opening yourself up deeply, and you're, you're deeply. It's a deep exchange of energy. You know, and this isn't always a good thing. You're absorbing a lot of information, a lot of patterns, belief systems, karma, ancestral patterns from their ancestors. Like sometimes some heavy duty stuff is being exchanged through sex, emotions, all kinds of things. So, and of course, we, we typically just typically, typically focus on, well, she's hot and I had sex with her. It's great. You know? Yeah. But now you have her daddy issues and her daddy's mommy issues. And, you know, it's, it's a long to think. So, but first, I mean, the most important thing to understand is that no one's perfect. Like you probably have your issues. I have my issues, you know, it, it is what it is, but, but it's good. I would say to oh, maybe a little, be a little bit picky, uh, uh, reserved about who you merge with. Cause that's what you're doing is you're merging. And the question to ask yourself is, do I want to become this person? Because what can happen is, a lot of, you know, casual sex, it's often just arising as lust. It's like, you just want to get off. You want to, you know, I'm attracted to their body. It's this shallow, you know, I'm attracted to the way their skin looks. That's what it is. Right. And that's going to kind of keep you running around in circles. If you're trying to develop, you were talking about in the, the context of spirituality, it's going to kind of slow you down a little bit when you're just kind of running around in circles, trying to hump everything down here. Right. Um, and uh, sexual relationships can be something that either are kind of chains and bonding chains that slow us down because we're, again, if you're, if you're at a high energy level, you're, you're cultivating, you're doing your practice, but your partner's like, you know, they're not, they're not, uh, they're just reactive all the time. They don't know how to clear their emotions, clear their toxic chi and things. And they're just always taking out on you and you're, you're having sex with them. They're taking your charge of energy. So it's like, it's kind of draining your battery and it kind of slows you down where you're doing all this inner work because you're taking their patterns on and bringing them to completion. So it's just a matter of like how much of this work do you want to do? And, you know, often in the modern age, there's always going to be some degree of this. Again, none of us are perfect. We all have our shit. <laughs> this is what it is. But sometimes giving yourself a lot more work than you can really handle will slow you down. And I think it's best to connect with people who you feel emotionally connected with who you have, you know, strong resonance with. It's not just like, well, she looks hot. I should have sex with her. That's not going to fulfill you. You're, you're going to feel empty. You know, at the end of your life, you, you spend your whole life just trying to get off. Um, yeah. And when you, when you have sexual experiences that you grow from, where it's like you're exchanging, you, you have something benefit, you both have something beneficial to exchange with each other. It'll help develop you on your path. And, you know, and again, it's not to say I'm perfect and I've, you know, been perfectly managing my sexual energy. We're, we're here on planet Earth to play in the dirt and make some mistakes and learn from it. So don't take everything so seriously, you know what I mean? But just be aware of it. You know, don't be paranoid like some people like, well, no, I'm paranoid. I shouldn't have sex with anyone. You know, don't be that guy. It's just, you know, have some awareness, but don't be afraid to have fun too. Hamza says, is massaging the perineum during cultivation too risky because it's tense? I've heard that there's a famous million dollar point. Oh yeah, the million dollar point. Well, uh, I think massaging the perineum can be very beneficial. It can actually help to relax that area, which is, you know, the main thing for men is they start to build up this tension in the pelvic floor and then it's over. So relaxing the pelvic floor, staying relaxed down there 
massaging can be a way to help this. The million dollar point thing, I'm not sure, like, I I, I kind of am feeling like it may be one of those practices that, that's been misunderstood well as well, uh, because it is an energy gate. It's a strong energy gate, the, the Hu Yin point. And I wonder if the million dollar point was originally just kind of like connecting to this point energetically rather than, a, you know, now it's like taught as like you shove your fingers up there to block the valve, plug up the system so the semen can't release, you know. I, I don't think I would want to be doing too much of that, right? Um, so I don't recommend that, the like manual holding back the semen during the ejaculatory orgasm. Hi one says, do you approve of stevia leaf? Yes, I, I approve of stevia leaf. I haven't, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean now there's, everything has, uh, has its, you can look up anything and, and you'll find good things about it. And people who are like, this is the worst thing ever. You know, I think the, the diets, the training diets are a good example of this. But yeah, I, have, I haven't had any negative experiences with stevia. I use it often. Yeah. So Daniel said, I, uh, I feel empty after every casual sex encounter I have. And so what does that tell you that maybe it's not benefiting you? And so, um, yeah, and it often just leads to this, you know, you feel empty from that. So you try to find something to, to fill yourself up. So maybe it's more casual sex or it's, you know, some other addictive device and just becomes this downward spiral. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of humanity in a, in a, you know, in summation is this pattern of I'm empty. What can I replace this emptiness with? Right. And so it's really about filling yourself up within. That's what chi cultivation is all about. Okay, guys, thanks for joining. Good to see you guys. I'm going to wrap it up, and uh, um, I will see you next time. Have a great weekend. Cultivate your chi. Again, I've got my qigong playlist. Try doing, you know, try following one of my qigong videos every day for the next week if you're not used to doing this, and just notice what feels different in your daily life from this. Take care, guys. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast. Make sure you grab my free ejaculation control guide in the description and follow Sexual Kung Fu on Instagram and YouTube.